Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wills Women and Wealth podcast, where we lead you holistically from overwhelmed to empowered through estate planning. I'm Elsa W. Smith, your Maryland estate planning and probate attorney, and I'm also the host of the Wills Women and Wealth podcast. This podcast is for women who value their health, their wealth, and the legacies that they are creating. Each episode will bring you interviews in the areas of finance, law, mental and physical health, and more. I'll also share episodes answering some of your most pressing questions on wills, estate planning, and probate topics. We welcome your feedback. So let us know if you like this episode. This and all future episodes will be available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Speaking of Apple, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Your review will help us get seen by more people who need today's message. If you're watching this on YouTube at Elsa W. Smith Law, hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any upcoming episodes and you join our growing community. Now, on with the podcast. Today's show uh, show topic is, what if no one wants to serve as your personal representative? Now, uh, just to give everyone a roadmap, we are going to cover the following uh, subtopics. First, we're going to talk about the duties of a personal representative, the ideal characteristics of a personal representative, why might someone refuse to serve as a personal representative, and then finally, your options if no one wants to serve as your personal representative. So let's get started. And now we're going to discuss the duties of a personal representative. In Maryland, personal representative is is the term used uh, instead of the term executor. And the personal representative is the individual responsible for administering a decedent's estate. Um, Their duties include uh, filing uh, filing the will with the appropriate probate court, Uh, also filing a petition for probate. The personal representative uh, initiates the probate process by filing a petition with the orphans court in the county where the decedent lived. Right. And then next, uh, notice, sending notice to beneficiaries and heirs. The personal representative must provide notice of the probate proceedings to all beneficiaries named in the will and all heirs at law. Next is the filing of an inventory and appraisal. The personal representative is responsible for creating an inventory of the decedent's assets and obtaining appraisals for certain assets, which will be filed with the court. Next, it's managing and preserving assets. The personal representative must engage and safeguard the assets of the estate throughout the probate process. Paying debts and taxes. The personal representative must identify and pay valid debts of the deceased, including Uh, funeral expenses, outstanding bill, and any taxes that are owed. Distributing assets. 
After all the debts, expenses, and taxes are paid, the personal representative is responsible for distributing the remaining assets to the beneficiaries according to the terms of the will or Maryland intestacy laws if there is no will. Filing the accounting. The personal representative must keep detailed and accurate records of all transactions to the estate and provide an accounting to the beneficiaries as well as the court. Communicating with beneficiaries. The personal representative should keep beneficiaries informed about the progress of the estate administration and address any questions or concerns that they may have. Filing tax returns. The personal representative may need to file uh, the final income tax return for the deceased person and, if necessary, estate tax returns. And, then and finally, closing the estate. Once all duties have been fulfilled, the personal representative files a final report with the court requesting approval to close the estate. Now let's talk about some of the ideal characteristics of a personal representative. I'm going to give you eight of them. The ideal characteristics of a personal representative, also known as an executor, can significantly influence the smooth transition, uh, smooth administration, that is, of an estate and the fulfillment of a deceased person's final wishes. When choosing a personal representative for your estate, consider individuals who possess the following qualities. Trustworthiness. Above all, the personal representative should be someone that you trust implicitly to act honestly, ethically, and in the best interests of the estate and its beneficiaries. Responsibility and reliability. The personal representative must be responsible and reliable as they will be handling the various administrative tasks, managing assets, and ensuring the estate's affairs are conducted diligently. Organizational skills. Dealing with legal and financial matters requires organization and attention to detail. A good personal representative can keep track of paperwork, deadlines, and various responsibilities. Communication skills. Effective communication is vital for any personal representative to keep beneficiaries informed, um, answer questions, and work with professionals such as attorneys and accountants. Financial literacy. Personal representatives should have a basic understanding of financial matters um, as they will be responsible for managing assets, paying debts, and distributing funds. Impartiality. A personal representative should be impartial and unbiased, especially if there are potential conflicts of interest among beneficiaries. Ability to work under pressure. Probate and estate administration can be complex and time sensitive. The personal representative should be capable of handling stress and making decisions in a timely manner. And finally, a willingness to serve. The best 
personal representative is someone who is willing to take on the responsibilities of the role and understands the importance of their duty. Now let's talk about why someone might refuse to serve as personal representative. There are several reasons why someone might just say, no, thank you, uh, when you are asking them to serve as your personal representative. Uh, and I'm gonna list a number of the possible reasons. The first is time commitment. Being a personal representative can be time consuming, especially if an estate is complex or involves numerous assets and beneficiaries. Some people may not have the available time to de dedicate to the role due to their own personal and professional commitments. Emotional burden. Acting as a personal representative can be emotionally challenging, especially if the deceased was a close friend or family member. Some individuals may find it hard, uh, you know, too difficult to handle their emotional burden of managing the affairs of a loved one who has uh, recently passed away. Legal and financial complexity. Estate administration involves legal and financial responsibilities. People without the necessary expertise may feel overwhelmed or lack confidence in fulfilling these duties. Conflict among beneficiaries. If there is potential for disputes or conflicts among beneficiaries, an individual may be hesitant to take on the role of personal representative to avoid getting involved in contentious situations. Distance. If a person lives far away, um, from the location of the estate, managing the estate from a distance can be challenging and may prompt them to decline the responsibility. Health issues, health problems, or advanced age may prevent someone from serving as a personal representative as they may be concerned about their ability to fulfill the role effectively. Personal reasons. Some individuals may simply not want the added responsibility or prefer not to be involved in the legal and financial aspects of estate administration. Inadequate compensation. In some cases, the compensation provided for serving as a personal representative may not be sufficient to incentivize someone uh, to take on the role, especially if the estate is particularly complex. Lack of trust. If the individual lacks trust in their ability to handle the estate properly or is concerned uh, about their own decision-making uh, capabilities, they may decline the role. And then lastly, other commitments. They may have other pressing uh, commitments or responsibilities that prevent them from dedicating the time and attention required for the role of a personal representative. It is essential to have open and honest communications with potential personal representatives to ensure that they are willing and able to fulfill the responsibilities before appointing them in your estate plan. Now let's consider your options if no one wants to serve as your personal representative. 
First, consider appointing a professional, such as an attorney or CPA, to handle the administration of the estate. While this option may involve additional cost, it provides expertise and impartiality in managing your estate according to your wishes. Next, consider reevaluating potential candidates. Engage in open discussions with your friends, family members, or professional contacts uh, to address their concerns about serving as a personal representative. Clarify your expectations and, if necessary, discuss ways to simplify the process to make it more manageable for them. Then consider a bank. Many banks offer trust and estate administration services, and they have dedicated teams or departments that specialize in acting as personal representatives or trustees for their clients' estates. Appointing a bank as your personal representative has some advantages. Professional expertise. Banks have expertise in estate administration and are well-versed in legal and financial aspects of handling estates. They can ensure that your estate is managed efficiently and according to your wishes. Banks can also provide an impartial approach to estate administration, especially if there are potential conflicts among family members or beneficiaries. A bank is stable and an enduring institution, which means it can provide continuity in managing your estate, even if individual family members or friends may not be available or willing to serve as personal representatives. Banks can also provide expert investment management for estate assets, which can be beneficial if your estate includes complex or substantial investments. However, there are some considerations to keep in mind. Banks typically charge fees for their services, which can vary uh, depending on the complexity of the estate and the services required. While banks are proficient in estate administration, some may prefer a more personal approach from a family member or close friend acting as a personal representative. And then lastly, you need to ensure that the bank's estate administration team will communicate effectively with your beneficiaries and keep them informed throughout the process. If you are considering appointing a bank as your personal representative, it's essential to research and select a reputable financial institution with a strong track record in trust and estate administration. Additionally, consult with an estate planning attorney to understand the implications of appointing a bank as your personal representative and how it aligns with your overall estate planning goals. To recap, today we covered the duties of a personal representative, the ideal characteristics of a personal representative, why someone might refuse to serve as your personal representative, and finally, the options available to you if no one wants to serve as your personal representative. Feel free to replay this episode if you need to review these topics later. If you are in Maryland or the District of Columbia, I invite you to book a free 15-minute call with a member of our team. There's absolutely no obligation. We are here to help. I'm Elsa W. Smith, 
your Maryland estate planning and probate attorney. Thank you for watching this episode of the Wills Women and Wealth podcast. I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.